0: You're listening to Star Wars Hangout.
1: The best Star Wars Hangout in the galaxy. Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. And, friends, we are back with Ahsoka Episode 4 Fallen Jedi a full spoiler discussion today i've got a couple special guests to help us break it all down they are and this is coming from them they are known as the coolest podcast in the galaxy so uh please welcome ben and joy from hoth hangout Bella's, how you doing Doing well, doing well. <laughs> doing
2: real what a what an
1: introduction. I love it. <laughs> right, I, I, I mean, Hoth hangout, and you guys are the coolest. It took me a yeah. second because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a little pretension. <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. It's so cold um, to, Yeah, it's so cold. It's so cool. That I love it. I want to say, so I mean, when I first um, I'm glad you guys are on the show. Thank you for, for taking the invite and popping on here with me. I listened to a few of you guys' episodes. And before we get to know you, I want to tell you guys how I got to know you. Instagram just said, you guys, you guys need to be in my feed. You guys need to be friends with me. I need to see your stuff. And they just threw you my way. And I it literally it's Hoth Hangout. And I run a, you know, a podcast called Star Wars Hangout. I was like, what the who are these guys? So I go down this <laughs> deep dive, uh, start listening to a few episodes. And your vibe is just super, super chill. There we go. Super chill. I love it, man. So I also think I, have you guys done, um, I feel like somebody else that I follow also shared one of your, I don't know if it's something somewhere, a tweet or something about you guys. And so I I think I have people in my circle that like also listen as well to your podcast, which happens and we're sharing you guys a few times. So it's it's cool because we're coming up on your one year anniversary. Is that right? Yeah. uh,
3: We are, I think two episodes away from our one-year anniversary episode, which is pretty cool. Uh, this is, I think, what Joey and I kind of like, I don't even know if we envisioned it when we started. We just both loved Star Wars. And so we yeah. just wanted an avenue to talk about it. You know, it's a, it's a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's been a
2: fun time. But, it, you know, and the fact that we've only missed, because we're a weekly podcast. So the mm-hmm. fact that we've only missed two weeks of the 52 weeks of, uh, I mean, I, I feel pretty accomplished at that. I, I told Ben on the, a previous episode. I haven't even done that like at work. So to be able to <laughs> <laughs> to be able to pull this off here, I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, what we're doing here
1: now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really cool. It's really cool. And uh, for for my listeners, if you guys get a chance to go check them out uh, again, it's, it's Hoth Hop Hangout. Uh, we'll put links down there. I'm gonna have them pitch it here at the at the end as well. We're gonna get to know these guys for a little bit before we throw a bunch of questions at them. But also the YouTube channel. So I was just listening to you guys, and again, you know, Instagram recommends you the name stuck out to me. I, I love episode five. I love Hoth. I uh, echo Base, It's where it's at. And I'm like, okay, this is really cool. And then I go to the YouTube and you guys have this whole like decked out really awesome, like background and, and everything. And it just looks sick. It actually looks super sick. And I just wanted to give you major props because I don't know, I need, I, I need your help. I need to figure out some sort of like a <laughs> theme, a design. It was, it was really cool. So yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, I'll I'll say, I mean, that wasn't by design for me or Ben. We have a producer that helps us out. His name is uh, Gibbo. We, if you've listened to the uh, episodes, we always give him shout outs at the end there. But yeah, he's the he's the artistic one out of all of us. And he's <laughs> able to put together some of these overlays and stuff like that. So and anytime you see anything visual, that all comes from him, essentially, you know, whether it's yeah. the the backgrounds, you know, we have a couple of episodes where we do star wars trivia or um you know we do get reactions all of those all of those visual effects are all coming from him right so we I, are we are lucky to have him. <laughs> so shout I, out to gibo shout
1: <laughs> out to gibo i was gonna give him one i i had like a note somewhere because i'm listening to one of your uh i think it was i don't know if it was your last episode or one of the uh m- more recent ones where you said something he wasn't with you you guys were mm-hmm. kind of flying on your own there and i thought okay what's who's this who's
2: this guy behind the curtain you know what i mean joey right. was substitute gibbo for that episode yeah i don't know if you <laughs> noticed that i was sweating a little bit more that episode because i'm because <laughs> uh i mean and you know we you and i kind of talked a little bit about this Ezra off uh kind of at the beginning but yeah you know me and ben did you know twitch streaming for you know a right. good amount of time so we have an idea of how to work around obs and things like that so to yeah. uh to have a little bit of knowledge there helps us out but no, when Gibbo came on, I don't know what episode he came on, Ben, but when he started helping us out, that it's been that's where we yeah. felt a little bit more comfortable with it. I think we've done more episodes with Gibbo than without him now. I
3: think because he came around somewhere in the episode twenty-ish range. Mm-hmm. I want yeah, say. that sounds
2: about
1: right. Yeah, yeah. I I just have to say, as as a listener now of of, of you guys, I from from it just hearing this person who is behind the scenes it just it's that i I was gonna i was gonna talk to my wife and say we need to just make up somebody who is is (laughs) it just adds this element of like who is this guy and who are they you know you get to shout out every episode and so i just thought it was great and then when you guys were flying you know without him i was like "Uh uh-oh you know we're, (laughs) we're in trouble what's going on but it was just cool so uh like i i really cannot say like I found you guys and I don't know, like, but when I think when people are, are looking through joy and I were talking earlier about like all the different podcasts, all the different star Wars podcasts that are out there and you're kind of rolling through and you click and you listen and you try to figure out like who they are, what their vibe is and all that. And I just really, when I started listening to you guys for the, before I reached out, I was like, wow, you just have, it's your two friends just talking star Wars. And that's everything that I think. Like I'm for uh, the angle here on my podcast is like my wife has not really watched it all. She's she's seen a few things here and there, and you know she's kind of the Padawan, and then it's great because she wants to know. And I we are I mean we're gonna watch it. We're so it's right here. It's in the living room, and uh, so I'm kind of walking her through that. But I love your guys' vibe, just in terms of the you know two friends talking through the episode. It's great. So oh, and on that note, Ben, could you tell us like maybe just how you guys um joey said we could do this on on the on the fly here what how did you guys meet like how did you guys start or come up with the idea for hoth hangout
3: right so uh, like joey kind of mentioned we both knew each other through twitch uh i don't know if it was, it was probably somewhere in 2020 i would imagine i think mid or toward the end of 2020 where joey and i first met and um it was around a, a common game we were both playing at the time fall guys and uh, we were both kind of a part of the same community of people and so you know just over time got to know Joey a little bit through through Twitch and um, as a byproduct of that I think at one point in one of his streams he was talking ab- about Star Wars and um, you know as a Star, Wars, uh, a Star Wars nerd I was like oh cool I'm gonna like talk to this guy about Star Wars now every time I go in his stream uh, and then that at one point we were in a, a voice call together this was maybe a couple weeks later for something else and And I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I know it was Star Wars. I don't know what specifically, though. And um, just the idea came to mind. It was like, what if we just did this for fun every week? Or we just Mm -hmm. like hopped on a call and just started talking about, you know, Star Wars because
1: we love Star Wars. And I guess that was kind of how it how it originated. Love it. Yeah, I love it. And then and then so you guys just kept after. it, Yeah, because. I mean, you guys have been doing so you guys knew each other through through Twitch common game and then just chatting it up and said, let's just let's just keep it. Let's just keep after it. I was hoping there was I was wondering if there'd be like some epic debate you guys got in in in, you know, early on. And so you said we got to settle this on a <laughs> podcast and this just continued on for a year. And I don't know, you know. Yeah, I think Joey and I tend to be more much more in agreement than disagreement
3: on most things. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is like teasing anything we're going to be talking about later, but um, I'm a lot higher on the prequels than most people are, and Joey's a lot higher on the sequels than most people are. So, yeah. like, some of our content has like focused on like kind of uh, elements of that, and how we're trying to like uplift these downtrodden parts of Star Wars where certain yeah. uh, parts of the fandom is like, "No, that's terrible." We're like, "No, here's actually how it can be cool."
1: Right, right. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's actually that is an interesting dynamic because I you, you, having you know somebody favoring the prequels and then the sequels you get a lot of those guys the podcasts are out there all about the originals and different things and so that's good i love that we can talk about that in a second too because i want to you know get to know you guys a little bit as well some of your favorite um you know like, like your favorite star wars character or, or uh, let's see let's got a i got this here so um favorite star wars character favorite star wars movie and then when did you first sort of fall in love with star wars so who wants to kind of go go first here who, who do we think uh I hear, I I hear Ben has a good story, so I don't, I feel like we, (laughs) I don't know. Do you you want us to rattle off each of them, uh, one person
3: at a time, or do you want us to bounce back and forth with each question?
1: Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go with just favorite Star Wars character. Let's talk about that first. Yeah. So we'll start with Ben.
3: Okay. Well, my immediate answer, and this might be like recency bias, but I would probably have said it before the show too, is Ahsoka. Um, I just, I think I really, I really got to know that character through the Clone Wars and, and Rebels as well, and. I just remember them announcing the show and thinking, "Oh my gosh, my favorite character is going to have her own show." Uh, I, as Joey knows, and we talk about this a fair amount as well on on various episodes of our pod. That I I, I go towards the gray characters a lot in Star Wars. So, like, I love uh, I love Ahsoka. I love Qui Gon. I like yeah. these. Uh, Balin, even I would say, is kind of more gray than evil at times in this mm. new Ahsoka show. So, I just those characters in particular, the ones where good and evil aren't you know blatantly obvious to the to those characters those tend to be my favorites and uh in regards to ahsoka specifically though i just i think she has a very charming quality about her uh and as it relates to anakin being a fan of the prequels it was cool to see a more human side of him too in the clone wars Mm -hmm. so that kind of endeared me to her even more i would say um and then on top of all that i named my dog ahsoka (laughs) (laughs) oh let's go
1: okay so it's it's legit all right Uh, that's awesome well i mean can can i ask you just a quick follow-up on that like you remember when ahsoka first you know came into the into the fandom and stuff like how like how did you receive were you where were you at on on her originally like when she first came in right so this is a great question
3: because the way that ahsoka premiered is, is in the clone wars movie which I am probably going to get the year wrong if I try to remember it exactly. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it, it was early 2000s, like 03, 04, 05 in there. Yeah. Um, and, and many people disliked her after that film. In fact, if you watch the movie and then you watch the show, her character is very different the way she's uh, portrayed in the movie as opposed to the show. And so uh, after the movie, a lot of people didn't like her as a character and they're like, you're ruining Anakin. Um, mm. and, and I guess I never had that sentiment perhaps because I didn't see the movie before I saw the show. I actually saw the show, you know, four or five years after it premiered probably in around twenty ten, I want to say, but, um, so I didn't have the experience of ever disliking Ahsoka. I'm not sure if I would have, if I would have seen the movie first or not, but um, there was a pretty big portion of the fan base when she originally came onto the scene that
1: didn't like her. Right. Yeah. I, that was a, a time in my life where I think I had just, I don't know. It was, um, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember the year that that came out. But I remember being around like in college or just getting to the point where all right, we I, I just wasn't into it as much. I don't know if you've ever had a gap in your in your Star Wars fandom where you're sort of like, all right, I well, yeah, focus on some serious stuff. And then you're like, then then once you you get in your job, you're like, OK, what were all the things that really gave me happiness? Let me go back to those yeah. things. Uh, and that's sort of what happened to me. And I remember thinking back on that. I'm like, yeah, what, what did, the, like when I first got back into Star Wars, like. You know, a few years before Disney got in, I was back in there looking at the comics and stuff. I was like, yeah, the character. I went back and watched all Clone Wars and I was like, well, actually, this character, everything I heard was pretty negative. But then I had the advantage of just sort of, you know, combing back through all of it right away. And I didn't really have any problem with it. So but I do remember it being sort of a thing um, back then. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay, Uh, All right. uh, So, Joey.
2: Who, who you got? Favorite Star Wars character? So I grew up with this character. I'm a little bit older than, than Ben, just a, just a tad. Um, so I, I, although I, mean, I do like the sequels probably more than most, the original trilogy is kind of my home as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my favorite character is actually, actually Lando Calrissian. So, okay. Um, So he just is just cool. You know, he, he's just, oh, yeah. just this guy. I mean, the, everything was going around all around the universe, things were going wrong, everything was going right, whatever. But he was always just the kind of that guy on the side that you never quite knew what his motive was. You never quite knew exactly, you know, what he was gonna do. You knew he was on the on the good side of history, but at the same time he um you know he he didn't he didn't show all of his cards all the time. So I thought he was a cool character to kind of grow up with. And you know I I, I talk about this a lot on the on the pod. There's a, a specific uh, action figure back in the day that I really liked of his. It was uh, it was from Return of the Jedi is when he was dressed up as a skiff guard, you know, it has the helmet, it oh, has yeah. the, you know, it has a staff. And so it's like my favorite figure, you know, of all time. I remember growing up playing it was actually my brother's, and I would just always just take off the helmet, put on the helmet. You know, the that type of stuff didn't really they didn't have all the stuff back in the day. You know, so right. to, to have to have that, I, I just thought it was just a cool look. Um and so yeah, that and when when Solo came out and Donald Glover was Lando, I was super pumped cuz I I really love him as an actor as well as a performer. So it was it was just great. So everything Star Wars um with Lando is just is just amazing. I didn't get to meet him. I actually went to Star Wars Celebration in 2019 when yeah. it was here in Chicago. Billy D Williams was there, but I I didn't have a chance to to meet him. I was literally I actually walked next to the podium the autograph pavilion where he was at. Yeah. and I, I think I I think I saw him. I'm not quite sure if you was him, but I like the th- <laughs> I like the thing that I was right there next to him. So, um, but yeah, it was he's he's always been, and I, you know, Billy Dee Williams himself as well. I, I liked a lot of his movies, um, yeah. growing up as well. So I, I think the so yeah, for me, easily Lando. Whenever I hear you know uh, him talk, it just I'm like, all right, this, and he's a smooth, oh. like I said, he's, he's like butter, you know. So just yeah. to have that, have that in the middle of star wars all of the issues and conflict and all that to kind of have that kind of just cool dude and um and i really like not that i'm cool but i felt like i identified with him you know yeah, <laughs> was, oh, yeah. like if i was in the crew if i was with star wars that would be me that would be me um jumping in the millennium falcon there you know helping helping out when when needed there and you know just i don't know that so that's yeah. that's my favorite character for I, I love that. Honestly, I was not expecting that. Cause I don't, you don't
1: <laughs> hear a lot of people come out and say Lando is like their favorite. Guy. I mean, just, I mean, cause when I bring guests on the show, it's just uh, you go to a lot of the force users and different yeah. things. And I mean, I've been hearing your most recent episode, Joey's like star Wars is lightsabers, man. Like you guys are talking Like, light, like <laughs> yeah. has just lightsaber city. Uh But yeah, I, I think he's gold leader, right? I mean, that was like, he's going in t- talking to Akbar and we got to give him more time, man. I mean, he's just, he's the guy yeah, yeah. I, I do. He is honestly, he is cool. And he's that like X factor. I mean, yeah. his, his hands are tied in Empire. What's he supposed to do? Right. You know, his, his good buddy shows, that, hey, the Empire got here. That, that, I mean, Empire Strikes Back is amazing. When I first showed my wife all the movies that we're going through, I did not expect. I thought, okay, it's going to be something more flashy. It's going to be something from the prequels, something from the sequels. And fellas, it was Empire Strikes Back. I nice. kid you not, she was like, as we we got past Return of the Jedi and we're going into the sequels, and she's like, Empire's the, the best so far. Loved it. So, nice. I don't know. I just, that's... And that's where
2: he shows up. So, nice. that's great. And that's a quick sort- story, quick story yeah. about uh, Billy D. Williams. So, when we were at Star Wars Celebration, there was a panel that I was able to attend. Uh, I think it was there, or was it? No, I don't think I was attending that one, but it was, like, broadcast there. And they were, that was a question that, that was asked of him. Like, what do you think about the, you know, you kind of betrayed everyone in empire and, you know, like, you know, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about when, when that happened? You know, I like, did you feel bad about it? And then all he said was like, well, did anyone die? You know? (laughs) And and everyone, you know, everyone just kind of, that's a good point. You know, No no, one died. that that was actually what needed to happen. So yeah, it was, uh, he seems like a, a cool
1: dude. Yeah, that's really cool. And I I was glad he was in Rise of Skywalker and stuff. And I was just hoping oh, yeah. we'd get, you know, more there. Is do you guys know? Because I've honestly been um we started I'm a school teacher and we just started back to the school year, so my life's been a little bit crazy. And then they dropped this amazing Ahsoka show. And I'm like, wait a second, how are we supposed to start the school year while this is happening at the same time? But uh has there been any news do you guys know about like the Donald Glover, like the the Lando series or anything? Is a little bit do it? a little bit okay. Yeah, the go-ahead uh, is there, and I think Donald
3: Glover, along with his brother, isn't that right, Joey, are going to yeah. be directing it now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of yeah. the big piece of news, maybe like a month ago or so, I want to say.
1: Okay, okay. I felt like I did see something. I felt like there was something going on about it, and I just didn't really, um, wasn't up on it. I didn't get a chance to kind of read read through it. And I just, I saw it, and I, it seemed like, good. I'm kind of, you're scrolling, and I'm like, oh, it seems good. It
2: seems like there's something positive happening with mm-hmm. it. So that's good, because I hadn't heard anything about it in a long time. So Yeah, outside of that, I mean, the, what was funny is that, Billy D. Williams was also kind of tweeting more during that week. So I was getting, I was like, oh, you know, like this is going to happen. It's going to, you know, we're going to have Billy D back as Lando or something like that. And then he ends up like uh, announcing like a book, a new book that he's writing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm happy for that too, but I thought he was going to be back. in Star Wars. Right. <laughs> I, if they do get on and I would love for them to have something
1: with him reflecting back on a, on a, on a, you know, in the, in the beginning, almost like yeah, yeah. what they do in the Hobbit. If you've ever seen mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they, they bring in, um, the old Bilbo and he's reflecting back and it transitions, you know, to Freeman, but, um, okay, awesome. Let's move on to yeah, favorite, uh, Star Wars movie. So I think I kind of, I, mean, I we've narrowed it down anyways for both of you guys. So Ben back to you, uh, you know, favorite of, I'm guessing it's one of the prequels. Uh, it's close for me, actually. It's also funny you mentioned that this is a question, too, because Joey and I did
3: a relatively recent episode where we did our whole whatever it was, one through 11 rankings of mm-hmm. of the films. And um, I would say it's very close for me between an original trilogy film and a prequel trilogy film. OK, um, the original trilogy film being Empire, which we've talked about a little bit already. Yeah. And then the prequel trilogy film being episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, I think most people would say that's far and away the best prequel film. Um, but I think again, for me, Star Wars is really at least the first six films are really the story of Anakin. Um, and so this is like the way I've always described it on our podcast. And the reasons why I like episode three is it's, it's like having a hundred piece puzzle that had 99 pieces for so long and then you get the 100th piece and it's that satisfying feeling of seeing like how how could someone go from being this sweet kid to you know right. this villainous vader the, the evil of the galaxy so mm. uh, it, it it's satisfying like seeing how someone can turn from a place of uh good to a place of bad but out of a sense of you know love really for for the person he loved most so yeah any, anyways all all that atop with the fact that the scene on mustafar is like I, I I waffle back and forth between that being my favorite lightsaber duel and duel of the fates friends and menace, but yeah, um, yeah. There there seems to be like more emotion with the Mustafar fight, which is I think why I would potentially give that one the edge to duel with the fates. So, yeah, anyway, absolutely. But, but yeah, all in all, I like episode three and episode five pretty closely even. Although on our recent episode, I did put episode five just slightly above episode three for me, for me personally.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I think you know, for a lot of fans, episode five is sort of like, wow, it just takes it to another level. But then, for me, I also kind of, I grew up with my my cousins who had watched the originals. Like they were older cousins who they had seen it, and then it'd been passed on to me. And I'm younger, watching the originals. Like oh, this is cool. Loved it. It was interested. Had the figures and different things. But when when Phantom Menace came out. I I was just locked in and that, that bad I was like, what is going on here? I want to be a Padawan. Sign me up He <laughs> like, who's my master. So yeah, that's where I kind of I kind of fell in love with it as well too. But I had a I had the background, which was nice of of all the originals and just from you know o- older cousins really who were just, just super into it. So that's yeah, cool. I think it's really it's a good good kind of um yeah, blend there.
3: Yeah. I'll also add uh Joey and I's runner-up for favorite Star Wars characters were Jar Jar Binks and Babu Frick.
1: <laughs> Babu Babu oh Prick. my <laughs> god oh that's amazing yeah he's hilarious yeah and this jar I, me. I mean um i'm at best right coming back as uh kelly oh, back yeah. i mean geez, yeah. that was that was wild i love that I explained to my my wife who that was and out uh, jar jar you know was, and she was yeah. like what yeah that's that's the guy that's the man right there he is absolutely out there tearing it up so yeah that's cool that's cool Yeah, and i,
2: and I love. You know this his personal story as well. I'm at best, you know how far he had fallen from you know being in Star Wars and you know a lot of the flack that he got oh, yeah. from from the fandom. You know, uh, unwarranted. You know, I I just I understand that you know people may not enjoy particular characters, but at the same time, these are actors. These this is their livelihood. Yeah, and um for it to have affected them so bad. Um, and for him to be welcomed back into into Star Wars, you know, I, I feel like that's such a redemption. Story. that's one of the be- better redemption stories of um, of the fandom and, and of uh, of a particular character. Yeah. And, and not to um,
1: not to deviate too far, but I want to as you, as you say that, like one of my favorite characters, my favorite character is Obi-Wan Kenobi. But um, one of my favorite characters is Ray. I actually mm-hmm. love Ray. And Thank I'm, you. Joey does too. I mean, I don't dislike Ray, but Joey is like a
3: Ray stan. and so I, he, he advocates for her.
1: Right. I mean, I I I hear like Here's I'll my post lightsaber. the yeah, get it out because I <laughs> I want it to be known because I sometimes will post things or whatever, and and you'll you'll see that Star Wars fans come in there and and they get all bent out of shape or whatever. I'm like, guys, this is actually one of like she Daisy Ridley is amazing. She's awesome. She was posting like. Lightsaber training videos back on her Instagram back in the day, and we all were like, Let's go, this is real, you know, like this is this is was the first time we really got to kind of interact and see that. And then the fandom just, I don't know what I mean, not to get into all that because that can be a little bit crazy, but I mean, it's just like, I think it's a great character, I think she's a great character, and I am so glad. Did you see at the last celebration, like she came back out and they're doing the whole new Jedi order I'm like mm-hmm. are we not all thinking that this is all this Mandoverse stuff and there are certain characters here that could live a long time and there are other younger characters that we don't know where they went or what happened that maybe could end up down there or maybe she does her whole own new thing I don't know and you still got Finn there's so many so things there's so yeah. many things that can happen and that's a whole another we, we can do, I could do a whole episode <laughs> this where this is all going but I'm glad that Joey thinks that too because I just don't get what people uh, she's a great character super freaking powerful by the way so, yeah, yes. sorry. I, think I ran off had... the rails with the Jar Jar <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> I think I had a number three of my favorite Jedi, too. So.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. I do. So, uh, yeah, Joe, I want to get you before. I want to come back to that, actually, because I have your guys as uh, your top. You ranked the Jedi, didn't you? You went yes. in and you ranked them. I'll just yeah, ask you right, right yeah. now, since we're right here. What was sifo <laughs> doing up there? Who had sifo- <laughs> Not how did, me. <laughs> how did that happen? Okay. You
2: guys choose that, or like well, so 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 the the way I did so the way that we did it, we did a draft style, right? Okay, okay. And and um, you know, we went back and forth. I, I forget if we did snake draft or not. Yeah, we did. we did. We, we did snake oh, no, no, no,
3: no, we didn't do snake for that yeah, one. Yeah, it was uh-huh. just it was just back yeah. and
2: forth, back and forth, yeah. right? And if you if you have ever participated in any type of an NBA, NFL type of fantasy draft. You know, you you always kind of try to reach for one. <laughs> you know, you know not maybe not always, yeah. but there's always the guy that maybe makes a reach. And I, I was doing it more for for that. <laughs> for we needed to get get uh, one in there. And oh, and yeah. I think I had just read. You, you read this, Dooku lost. I read Dooku lost or Jedi um, lost or whatever uh, just, it's called. or Je- Jedi lost. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, Jedi lost the 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 Count Dooku uh, audio book. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I was. It was fresh in my mind, and I think. I think I had watched isn't there a Clone Wars episode with him too yeah. as well. I think so there's multiple. I think th- I think a combination of that was just fresh in my mind. And I'm like, you know Man. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Sipho DS in there just because I mean because the, the reality is people are gonna hate me because I had Ray at number three. So I might as well just, but, you know, go all in and have Sipho <laughs> at number five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, that was I was scrolling to the end. I'm like, I gotta
1: see the real quick where, where where we got to. and he just pops out there. I'm like, Sifo Diaz, what is it what? I was like, did they did he pull that out of the air or was this like cards were given to him? You had to pay? I didn't I have to go back and watch the whole thing now, but that's amazing. So, uh, and I'm sorry, I've got us completely off track. but uh
2: do we because Joe do we get your favorite movie? I'm just I don't oh, think... no, not yet. yeah, so okay, my favorite cool movie, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, my favorite movie was Return of the Jedi. So that was the oh, okay. First movie I first Star Wars movie I had watched in the theaters, yeah, and so that's kind of it's kind of bleeding into the next uh, question that you have here, but um, yeah. so the, you know, I remember going with my brother and you know watching it for the fr- and you know the any Star Wars movie in the theater is is an experience, you know, right. and. I can't tell you about any other movies that I watched back then. I can tell you about when I watched Return of the Jedi, though, because, you know, everything about it, you know, the how green the lightsaber was, the Sarlacc pit being super scary, um, all the cute Ewoks, you know, just everything. Every, the oh. whole experience was just amazing. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, before we got to prequels or anything like that, this was the height of Luke. You know, obviously, this was Jedi Master Luke. This, you know, um, Jedi Knight Luke. You know, he had he came in with the hood and you know, all, the all oh. back, uh, in Jabba's palace. And you're like, This guy, you gotta, you gotta watch out for this guy, you know. And and even when you know, and I don't think this gets talked about enough, but didn't he go ahead and choke a Gamerian guard going in there? You know, yeah. that's a little bit, mm, I don't mm. know. You know, we need to, yeah, we need, we might need to check Luke there for his uh Jedi, Jedi uh, credentials, but <laughs> I think he, yeah, so seeing him in that light you know, and I've talked to Ben about this quite a bit as well. Like episode, uh, A New Hope Luke kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. He's a little yeah. whiny. He's a little bit and he's a kid, so understandable. Right, uh, right, But by the time he, you know, he evolves into what he is in Return of the Jedi, you know, this is the Luke that everyone wanted to see. This was in, you know, you don't have to get into this. This was the Luke that everybody remembered going into the sequels, you know, and oh, yeah. that's what they wanted. Right. That's This is what they wanted. And I understand that, but yeah, uh, but but again, Return of the Jedi for me, because of all of that, uh, being my first movie experience, and you know, just kind of seeing this is what this is what Star Wars is all about, yeah. Man, that is so you were there,
1: you went to the theater, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I love being able to talk to some. We've, we had some, uh, on our podcast, and a couple of the ones I've done in the years past, like people come on who were there, who were 1977, mm-hmm. they went and saw it, and I was like. Um, I used to troop with. Well, I, I was sort of a handler for some of the Five Hundred First members, no, and nice. some of those guys could just tell you stories about being in the theater, and it was it was just it's epic. It's a it's a it's an experience. And my theater experience was Phantom Menace, um, and I just man, I but that's crazy. Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie as well too. I love that movie. I I just all the time would talk about it. It was so so sick because it's just Luke at his height, and then you've got. Yep. All this stuff going down in Bright Tree Village, and these Ewoks are out there. I yeah. just, and as you said, it, Joey. I've I've said this numerous times as well. He, this guy, walks into Jabba's palace. He does. I mean, just cloaked in the Force, just absolutely, <laughs> just goes in there, and he knows he's powerful. It just, I don't. know, There's something about the way he walks in there, and you're like, whoa, he is absolutely surrounded right now. Who does he think he is? He's a Jedi. So, uh, so anyway, I I love that. That's that's awesome, man. Crazy. Okay, good. We'll see. All right, we're getting to know these guys a little bit. So now let's actually enjoy. What right? The, I if they, if it connects, maybe you know, like, yeah. is that kind of how then you first fell in love with Star Wars? I'm guessing, right?
2: That's sort of just to kind of yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, back in that back in that era, I mean, we didn't have streaming services, we didn't have you know the internet or any type of social media where you can keep in touch with the fandom or anything like that. So it was just you know, just people in the neighborhood or other, you know, friends from school that that were that either did or didn't like Star Wars. And like I said, my brother took took me to go watch it. And my brother had a little bit of a collection as well. He I think he had like an X Wing uh, fighter as well. And like I said, the Lando figure. So he had you know had something. So that's how we were fans back then. Just playing with them. You know, he had them had them, you know, just shooting pew pews everywhere and, oh, yeah. and that, that's being immersed in that and that time was just so huge for me and, and it really brought me and my brother together quite a bit as well and we kind of had a you know renaissance when the prequels came out you know we're like oh remember when we had all this and then you know we just go on a crazy collecting hunt and all this stuff yeah. and in fact just recently uh me and him we went down to indiana which was about like a three-hour drive to like this huge hobby shop huge toy yeah. shop just to go look at stuff just to go look at yep. toys and all that's and like old figures new figures all that so it you know for what it has been for me in my lifetime it's you know we've i've become closer with my brother because of it i've met people across the world on the internet and uh that's 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 star wars for you man star wars yeah. for everybody and I, I just it's just so fun when you meet people yeah agreed that's cool i love it i love it
1: uh, all right, I think this is this is what I've been I've been hearing about, wondering about. Um, so Ben, uh, yeah, when did you first fall in love? With well, Star Wars?
3: let me just preface it by saying that Joey said this story was gonna be interesting. I think it's more embarrassing for me because <laughs> oh. my, well, I don't know if it's my absolute least favorite Star Wars film, but one of my least favorite Star Wars movies is the first one I ever saw. Okay, so I don't I don't know how old I would have been, but when I was young. Uh, My uncle gave us a box set of VHSs um, for Christmas. And it was, I remember it was one, two, four, five, and six, because three hadn't come out yet. Uh, And so I think I was like too young to really even appreciate what Star Wars was at the time. And so I I remember not watching them when we first got them. And then uh, one day I was just like with my dad and he was like, Hey, you want to put a Star Wars movie on? I was like, I guess. And so, Yes, so I didn't pick which one I watched first. He picked it. Okay. Uh, he picked episode two. <laughs> okay. Like, hey, Dad, let's. Which movie should we watch first? Should we watch episode four, the one that came out first, or maybe we should watch episode one, the one that came first chronologically? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Let's watch episode two. <laughs> so uh, we we watched Attack of the Clones, which now I would ironically rank probably in like my bottom three favorite bottom yeah. three or four favorite Star Wars films. Um, wow. And <laughs> I remember just loving it though. I, I mean, I didn't, it was the first Star Wars I'd ever seen. Obviously. Right. As a kid, you see this lightsaber fight and you're like, Holy cow, this is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, so my, my baseline for like what the Jedi were is the battle of Geonosis when there's like 150
1: of them, you know? And it's like, wow, this is awesome. You know, this is the Jedi order. I mean, I'd like, I'm just thinking here yet. Yeah, like, as you look back, that is there's a ton of lightsabers in that. So if you're showing it to a to, to a kid, a youngster, it's like this might get him in, you know. I mean, Not Yeah, but that's that's crazy. Yeah, you just plopped you right in the story, and and you're off and running. I mean, essentially, George Lucas did that to us all in Episode Four, which is sort of like, boom, here you go. We're gonna, yeah, you know, plop you in here and get after it. So the other funny part about that is that uh
3: I remember I remember being at the age watching this where pretty much anything a parent does that is like trying to be funny. You're probably going to find it funny as, it, as at the age I was at. Yeah. And so the part of the film that I just laughed and laughed and laughed at because my dad made fun of it as it was happening was the dual, uh, after Dooku faces Obi-Wan and Anakin and Yoda walks in first of all, which is like such an epic scene as he walks in there with his cane, <laughs> you think he, and then you actually get to see him fight for the first right. time. Um, and I'm as he starts, you know, flipping around. This is the first time they've like really made use of CGI Yoda. And I, as a kid, I just thought that was funny. I remember <laughs> yeah. howling, laughing because my dad was like, oh, look at him go. Look at him go. You know, and I just <laughs> thought that was so. For a long time, Yoda was actually, and I would still say Yoda's a top three character for me. For a yeah. long time, Yoda was my favorite character, probably up until the Clone Wars show came out.
1: Wow. Wow, that's cool. I mean, that's I'm now thinking about like my my niece who I've introduced to Star Wars through like the Mandalorian and Grogu. And that's like that. She's got the Grogu backpack, the whole nine yards and it's all about it. And I'm like, I show her Ray and it's just like, ah, Grogu's cute. And she's just all locked in, you know, so it's funny. It's funny how you get into to Star Wars and where your entry point is. And I would say there's there's really once you're in, you're in. I mean, you, you get in there and you you'll find something. All of these different pieces have. People that I I Joe, you mentioned this, like the actors, the people working on the show, all the all the writers, all the um just everybody. They they pour their heart and soul into these things and they really are trying to make some of the best, you know, start with get in this their fans in the universe, they want to make something awesome for the fans. And so I feel like it's so cool to hear people's entry point and see where they where they came in and what they enjoyed, what they loved. So yeah. Now I,
3: now I usually withhold the fact that Attack of the
1: Clones is the first Star Wars film I've ever seen. <laughs> You're afraid people are gonna they're gonna judge you or something i mean i don't know what what like because growing up people really hated on the prequels and i kind of that's why i'm real cautious when i hear people about like the sequels and stuff i'm just like hold on a second people went after something that i was like i loved the Mm -hmm. the prequels all of them actually and i didn't not until i got older i'm like i kind of see some of the quirkiness that's going on there in uh, episode two but you know some of the some of the awkward dialogue or whatever it is but uh but i still love it and so i'm like i'm just gonna people need to For kids, just gotta hold on a second. So, (laughs)
2: yeah.
1: But, um. All right, let's let's get. That was good. Thanks, guys. I I think it's just fun to kind of get to know you guys, and I want uh, our listeners to go check you guys out. So the same similar like vibe over there. These guys are just always, you know, talking Star Wars. What you guys? The most recent episode, the one I listened to, World Between Worlds in live action was the episode you guys just did. Full breakdown. You guys kind of walk through the episode. Uh, your your takeaways. Did did you guys watch, do you watch it on Tuesday and then record kind of on Wednesday or how how are you guys doing that?
3: Yeah. So we um, for Ahsoka, at least what we do is we'll watch the episode together on Tuesday night, like very shortly after it comes out, Uh, basically just record ourselves watching it. Oh Uh, yeah. The reaction. Yeah. Yeah. That gets chopped up and then we upload it uh, usually Wednesday morning. And then on Wednesday evenings, we'll record like our full breakdown and thoughts after we've kind of had like a, 24
1: hours to mentally digest what we've watched and, and uh, get our thoughts out that way. Uh, That's good. That's good. I always, so my, my wife and I, we stay up late and we're delirious anyways. And so I just, I, we do like a 20 to 30 minute thing, just a quick reaction. So my thoughts are never actually very cohesive. I'm sort of just rambling. (laughs) It's just like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Like, did you see this? Did you see that? And then, uh, so it's just sort of a rant. Um, so I did enjoy that you guys kind of went, you know, scene by scene and really, really broke it down. Today, what I wanted to do is just kind of jump in here and throw out some big questions. I guess after episode four, you know, what what we're thinking going into episode five, which apparently is going to be this this massive episode. So I, I want to get to those questions real quickly. But before I do that, like just for uh, f- for our listeners here, like what is your guys Ahsoka viewing experience been like? Have you have you been enjoying the show? I'll start with Joey. Just like, what do you how are you feeling? I mean, how do you feel? And maybe even even this compared to other shows or other tv shows i should say quickly you know
2: yeah and i think you mentioned it that i I said this as well lightsabers uh (laughs) space battles yep all that i mean this is the star wars that we've been waiting for i i I, we and very much enjoyed andor we know that it there was no none of that going on in there i mean that was just really really good story writing really really great acting um so for different reasons it was star wars but not not the not the Star Wars necessarily that we've come for, you know, that we've come to uh, to recognize and right. Enjoy. So, so from that standpoint, yeah, I've absolutely been enjoying enjoying this series. Yeah, 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 Ben. Yeah, how
1: about you? I mean, same sort of sentiment. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, this series, in
3: particular, while it has like all the lightsabers and and awesomeness that Joey was talking about, I think what also holds it up is that is not like. Necessarily in contrast to Andor, because I think Ahsoka also has like equally as good storytelling mm-hmm. as Andor had, you know, but it also just has all the cool stuff too, like lightsabers and, and, uh, you know, especially I think one of the more underrated parts of the series that I wasn't expecting to enjoy as much as I have is kind of the development and the, of Sabine and the way they've chosen to handle her character. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I told Joey maybe two or three episodes or no, I guess actually it been four episodes ago. It was because this was before the season premiered. I said her character was the thing I was like the most hesitant about going into the show and how they handle her character. um, And I've enjoyed it a lot so far. So I would say that's also the most surprising part of the show so far.
1: Yeah. Well, and then you'd said earlier too, like Ahsoka is your, your favorite character and, and a yeah. character that you're just like hyped about. And I mean, I, I think for me, I was sort of i just am kind of blown i was blown away when she showed us when she sh- uh she was in mandalorian and i was like wait what you know that there's rumors that that was happening and then to hear she's getting her own series and to now see it it's just sort of mind-blowing <laughs> yeah uh and i i love it we we're enjoying it too so um all right now we might not get to all these just depending on time or, or, or whatever here but i just have there's so many i guess questions and we don't have to go in any particular order i just threw some in here i want to get some some thoughts uh, from you guys. And I wanted to start off too with, with something I don't have in the doc there. So I'm gonna kind of read this to you guys. But I was looking, I was watching it today. I was watching the episode again. I got home from work, I was watching it. And I started listening to the dialogue a little bit more carefully. Like you, like Ben, you had just mentioned, and you guys are talking, like the, the writing in this is is kind of wild. Like a lot of the lines that are delivered by Sabine, it feels like they could go either way. Um, you remember when she kind of asked her like, like, can I count on you? Mm-hmm. And then Sabine doesn't say yes, you can count on me. She says, you know you can. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's not as it's sort of like mm-hmm. you know you can, but it's not yes you can. I mean, it's just it's just a subtle little thing. Um, you guys mentioned this in your podcast, and I just was listening to it when Balin is talking to um to Morgan. He says or she says, do do I sense a note of fear in your in your in your voice? And he instead of acknowledging it. As fear, he says, experience, right? But if you really go back and you look at it, you're like, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You, your experience <laughs> is telling you that this is something to be nervous and like you're anticipating this action. I just think it's so cleverly written. I mean, like even when Hu Yang is is um, talking to them and he's talking about, uh, well, like like he has to when he's attacked, he he disables the ship and turns the lights off just so that way. It looks like he's broken something, but it's to to alert them. He's doing the right thing. I don't know. There's just so many different things that I, I kind of was like trying to make, see if they all matched up or see how the dialogue sort of tied in together and what was really going on there. Because by the end of this thing, I, I, ne- I never expected Sabine to do that. I just didn't see any of this coming. And then I went back and I'm watching the dialogue as it mm-hmm. develops. And I'm like, oh, my God, there is a ton of little tiny hints here that just these breadcrumbs that take us right to the end so did you like how do you guys feel about I guess um we'll start with Joey just like the 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 writing of the show and some of the dialogue because it's not been super noticeable like it doesn't jump out and you're like oh my god it's really it's really noticeable it's like on a rewatch, I go back and I'm like what is you know going on yeah
2: yeah and I'll be honest you know you you brought something to light to me just even there I'm like well that's a good point I guess you didn't say you know explicitly yes you can you know, she said, you know, she said in the way that she did. So th- the way that they're doing all of this, I mean, they're focusing on the, you know, one of the things they're focusing on is that relationship between Sabine and Ahsoka, right? Which I'm yeah. truly, I'm truly enjoying that. Sabine is, you know, easily top five character for me as well in Star Wars. Loved her in Rebels, love the actress that uh, voiced her as well. So I, I think the, to have that as, I mean, a, a very important part of this because if, if there's a true level of trust between the two of them, Sabine does the right thing. Well, Sabine does the thing that Ahsoka wants, right? Which is to destroy the map, you know, at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but if you watch the reaction with me and Ben, we, we are kind of torn. We have no idea exactly. In that moment, even though she said, you can count on us, you can count on me. She was still hesitating. And we're like, there's no way. There's no way that she's going to join them. And then she right. does. So to have that plot twist, to have that twist there at the end. Now, you could, you could argue it's episode four. Of course, she's going to go with him. You know, so like in the grand scheme of things, you, you know, if, if you think of it in that sense, you're like, well, we can't end it now. You know, <laughs> she's not going to shoot it. And it's like, you know. Right. But, but since you're, we are in the moment, they have compelled us to think that this is the way she's going to go. But she goes the other way. I mean, that's just good writing to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, so to transition to Ben here, because like one of the things that and this is actually from like my wife, Lottie, she we were watching it earlier and she was like, hold on a second. Um, There is when when Ahsoka says like, sometimes we have to do what is right, despite our personal feelings. Where it was like, I she grabbed the controller out of it. And I just wanted to throw our listeners. I was like, Lottie, I was I was unexpected. I didn't expect this. She grabbed she pauses it. Typically, that's me pausing it, saying, oh, check this out. She's like, hold on a second. Like, could that not be taken in a different way? Like from Ahsoka's perspective, like set aside your personal feelings for Ezra to to do what's right and destroy the map, or like yeah. from and it's just spitballing here, but like the idea that maybe Sabine is setting aside a personal feeling or obligation to Ahsoka to do what she thinks is is correct, you know, and right in going to get Ezra. That's what needs to be done. And I go back to what Ezra says in his in his um his message to her, which is, we have no idea really what he's talking about there. What is it he's counting on her for to do or to to see it through? Is it to make a difficult decision right there? I don't think so. But I'm I, so I'm like playing around with all this dialogue, trying to figure out what they're talking about. So Ben, I just you know I'll throw it to you, just kind of thoughts on on any and all of that. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'll touch on something you said
3: about uh, Ezra in particular. Which, by the way, I think it's so cool that you share a name with a Star Wars character. Well, I guess, I guess, Joey, <laughs> you. you're the only one that, that doesn't. <laughs> wow, coming, you gotta
1: Joey. call us out like that. I gotta go. Joey's <laughs> out. It, it's coming, Joey. I'm working on. We're gonna work on yeah. Dave, and we're gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Joey, uh, Joey Binks. This is the yeah. next. It's his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but to to relate it back to Ezra, I I think it's interesting. It's definitely not accidental and this speaks to the writing of the show, The language that Ahsoka uses when she's talking to Sabine and she says, uh, you know, can I count on you? It's purposely the same language that Ezra says with to Sabine in the hologram, and he says, I am counting on you. And so right. it, it, it you see the conflict in Sabine. Like, what Ahsoka is telling her to do and set aside her personal feelings and, like, asking her if she can count on her is in opposition to what Ezra is kind of in, in at least Sabine's mind is is expected to do according to Ezra's expectations of being counted on by him. So yeah. you, you see the conflict in Sabine a lot in, in the in this episode especially.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I guess when you threw those words, yeah, they're both counting on her to do something. And so then now now you've got my head, you know, kind of spinning here, thinking like, is is Ezra counting on Sabine to like what? Let him go or do something to kind of like like should she have maybe. Like as a Jedi, because he's talking about like being a Jedi, and then here she is being trained possibly to be a Jedi, and that might be something you got to let me go, Sabine, or something. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing there because I'm I'm worried that when we get out here and we see Ezra, it ain't what we were supposed to do, right? You know, and I think that's a pretty good possibility. But I think the the important thing is not
3: necessarily what Ezra is counting on her to do, but the way that Sabine is perceiving what Ezra what she thinks Ezra is counting on her to do which okay. in her mind is is rescuing him and helping him with Thron you know right um, okay. so i think i don't think whatever Sabine thinks Ezra will Wants her to do is probably completely in line with what Ezra wants her to do is, but yeah, I guess that's I yeah. don't know, my general thoughts on that.
2: I think yeah. Ezra just wanted her to take the clothes out of the washer and put it in the dryer. That was like <laughs> <Yeah. it. laughs> everyone's I'm like blowing this out of. Comp- <laughs> th- they were in the ghost. He oh, forgot. Man. He had a load of laundry. To right. And he's and like, mold can I it? count on you? I totally forgot. <laughs> right. I got to go over here with Thron, but if you could just. Put oh, just sort in a dryer for me. I, I yeah, I'll, I'll be back in a, in a few years, you know, a decade <laughs> or so. I need that laundry done.
1: Wow, that's yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's it's something that as I was watching again, I keep thinking like I gotta pay way more attention to the actual words being spoken by these characters. And I, I actually, uh, Joey, just a quick little stepway here to the the Last Jedi, um, and the writing in that I don't know how people feel about it. I i the every line that was delivered like you were re- like there's a reward I, I can't explain it it's just like everything Luke says here in the beginning if you track it and you pay close attention to how it's lining up it just ma- it's like this real nice symmetry you know what I mean it, it's sort of like what happens here will then <clears throat> will then give way to something over here and so I, I, I when I was watching these this last episode and the one before it here with Ahsoka, i thought the same sort of thing i'm like wow the writing on this is really good and just just the dialogue was was next level so um but yeah uh all right let's just quickly go into a couple a a couple of these things so we're talking about like ahsoka and sabine and in this episode they go in they they go in together but the line i guess i want to talk about their relationship because you guys are talking about sabine being developed and she is here with ahsoka now and she's her padawan but like what happened the the Mandalore connections is really what I want to go to. Like the, any thoughts or ideas? Was she, was she not allowed to go back and maybe rescue her, her family is that I'm just trying to figure out what because that line is dropped by Balin, right? That basically he uses that against her. And I I don't even know if we can trust what he's saying there fully, but it feels like that kind of gave us a clue to this riff that has developed between them. And so Ben, I'll just kind of, you know, throw it to you real quick here. Like is, did, did she have to trust Ahsoka in some moment where then she couldn't go back to that siege and then the destruction happens? Like, I, I don't know, what, what, are you, what were you thinking when you heard that, I guess? Right,
3: yeah, I mean, there's some element of it that is probably intentionally ambiguous that we're not really supposed to know yet. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if maybe they do allude to it even more in the future episodes. Uh, but very clearly at some point between, you know, where we were and where we are now, Uh, there was some sort of falling out because even in the first, I think it's the first or the second episode, they even allude to the fact that this is like Sabine coming back to be Ahsoka's Padawan for the second time. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I don't know if we necessarily know the complete specifics yet. Um, Might be something that comes to light, but whatever the case may be, it was clearly something that created a rift between the two of them and was probably a a major reason why um, the first
1: Padawan ship Came to an end. Sabine uh, and Ahsoka. Right, right, and then yeah, Joey. Do you think? I mean, is there anything like that? That seems like to be. It seems like he, when when Balin approaches her. Well, one of the things I think is super cool is whenever Balin closes his eyes, yeah. and he yeah. goes inward. I flip out every single time. I've been a lot of times. I'm sitting on the couch, and it, it even happened today. And I was like, oh my gosh, this this man is using the Force, and he is sensing her emotions, and it's sort of like just a powerful moment but uh that must have been what what rose to the surface although it does seem like he knows them right it seems like he does know of Ahsoka and Sabine well before even being in contact with them to like use the force to sense any sort of emotion is that the same impression you
2: kind of got uh Joey just that he's he knows of them for sure yeah and I mean he's he's I think it was I forget what episode it was but yeah to your point yeah he definitely knows Ahsoka to The one line he says towards the end of one of the episodes where he says, you know, something about like having to kill her, you know, that would be a shame or something. Yeah, it would be a shame something like that. So it would be a shame because he knows of who she is. Right. He knows what she's been capable of her history. So, yeah, he definitely understands that. And to have, you know, to kind of follow along with her journey, you know, obviously Sabine being a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it totally makes sense that he would know a lot more about them and when you have you know the the force ability to understand people's thoughts and all that i mean that only gives them even more you know give give them the ability to also manipulate them in the way that he wants yeah. you know so right where that's not that's not ex- you know that's not the jedi way but he's never he said specifically he's not a jedi so we you know we know that but one thing that ben did notice was that um, Shin has the Padawan like braid too, so right. Like, are you do you know what? I mean, we're gonna go off of a tangent, but you know what? That's you know fine. what's the what's yeah. the um you know what's the, the the sense there? What is he training her to be in? Because that's what he knows. That's yeah. how he knows to do it. Because that's how he was trained. So he'll do it. He'll you know he'll have the braid and all that. Um, but yeah, to to get him back to what the uh, the question was. Yeah, I think they he definitely knows about them understands their at least her triggers you know sabine we know that sabine isn't fully in tune with the force you know we we saw a little bit of a an attempt to try to use it against shin there um she she wasn't able to grab the cup you know and but she can she can fight with a lightsaber for sure you know that's the mandalorian in her as they said right so i i think the she has the ability she has the she doesn't have the talent i think that's what uh Was alluded to with Ahsoka and with Huyang at some point, but she has. It seems like she has the heart. She she has the she has the want to 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 be that. And again, Ahsoka also said, "I'm not a Jedi." So you know, whatever the way that she's training Sabine to be a Force user in the way that she needs to be, you know. So um, again, great writing. I like how they are are portraying that. Um, But to have all of that together, Balin understanding all of that. Yeah, I think that's why he's able to make Sabine make the decision that she did.
1: Right. Yeah. the The influence, like the knowledge that he has through through the Force, and then just some understanding of of Ahsoka a little bit, is super interesting. And actually, so since you brought the point about the the Padawan braid, and 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 we're talking a little bit about Balin here, like I kind of wanted to j- d- just jump into. He says he's not a Jedi. Ahsoka says she's not a Jedi, and we do know that he was. Huyang kind of says like, "All right, this is a I I can identify this lightsaber." He clearly picks up Shin at some point and trains her and and as you said Joey's training her in what he knows but I mean my theory and what I've said a few episodes back on on our podcast here is that I'm not so sure you know we always think about order 66 survivors guys who survived order 66 and went on or did he did he leave the order I mean he says everyone knew Anakin Skywalker in the order and he starts manipulating Ahsoka right away he goes right to like her insecurities and the things that he knows is going to rattle her right but i'm like was this guy actually uh, like did he leave the order prior to order 66 was did he just survive order 66 or did he uh i my theory was that he was sent away and that he was sent on some mission possibly and he went somewhere far away did something and is coming back at that moment and sees the the order is destroyed and then he just abandons the way or something. I don't know. Do you guys have any, have you guys talked about that at all? Or, or any, any like who is, we know who he is. We know what he says and what Yang says about him, but I don't know what, like, like what's his deal. So Ben, any, any thoughts on, on Baylin yeah. backstory? Yeah. This is again, Balin, uh is probably
3: the best example of why I personally love this show so much. As you also alluded to, like we have both good guys and bad guys but there is no technically no Jedi and technically no Sith in this scenario. You know, it's people who are both operating outside the, the bounds of these traditional uh, good and evil, what we would associate in Star Wars as good and evil. And um, But ultimately, they both sides think they're doing what's right. Or at least, Balin, at least the way I perceive his actions, it, it feels like he's doing what he's doing because he thinks what he's doing is right, not because he wants to be evil or anything. Or at least I don't perceive it that way. Right. Um. But with him, him uh, with Balin himself, you know, I, I like your theory that uh, I mean, I, I can subscribe to that. I think he could have been sent away and come back and realize that what he wants knew and what he wants, uh, what he once loved is gone. And so, yeah, um, you know, now the new world at this point is an empire, and not a republic. And so what else are you going to do except go into hiding and right. uh, pick up Shin along the way? And, and actually, Julie and I, I think in one of our episodes, we even like tossed around the idea briefly that maybe Shin is his daughter. Um, oh, so
1: I i mean, I don't you know guys. if that's the direction they'll go, but it's a possibility, uh, I guess. Guys, I—I so I got to tell you something about myself. So you're probably wondering, like, what, what did Ezra, he, he wrote all these crazy questions on here because at the, what I love to do, I love, the fandom goes nuts, right? Everyone thought Maroc was going to be, you know, Ezra Bridgers <laughs> right. or, or something. <laughs> I am that guy. I thought, that I will,
2: thought it was I thought
1: he was Lando. You thought it was like, I thought, okay, I mean, who, who knows? I mean, but like, it was like, I would, I would subscribe to almost anything because I, I, for me, it doesn't, I don't, um if I'm wrong, it doesn't like soil anything. You know how like you start theorizing and, and predicting and people start thinking it's got to go this way. I love to entertain all those ideas and I'm still good. So I do caution people like, Hey, be careful if you're going to do that. And then it doesn't land your crazy theory doesn't land. Like, don't be super disappointed. Try to still enjoy, uh, the ride. So I do sometimes like love. So when you said Shin might be his daughter, I was like, okay, subscribe, like, get, get you know, give me more of those nuggets. There's so many people who like an episode will come out and they'll message me and say like, oh, what, you know, did you, did you notice this little clue or this Easter egg? And, and it could mean this. And it's just, uh, it's going, it's going crazy. They've left plenty of room open to kind of speculate in this along the way. I feel like, I feel like we're on a point right now in episode four, where I have absolutely no clue where this is going to I mean, I think I have an idea and we can talk in a second here about Anakin and, you know, the world between worlds and what's what's going to happen there. But I mean, it's shocking. I just have really no idea where where it's going to go. And I think a lot of it, though, we have some backstories to discover the the bit between Ahsoka and Sabine. We have this bit with uh, Balin and Shin. Who are they? Morgan? How does she fit into all that? So we have some backstories that we'll kind of, uh, you know, discover along the way. And it's just going to be great because they're so all of them right now are super intriguing characters. And I am like locked into all of them. So, Joey, any thoughts, Joe, just on on Balin or any of that idea that he was he says, I mean, at one point he was a Jedi and he said everybody in the order knew Anakin Skywalker. I'm guessing he's including himself in that uh, that he was a
2: Jedi and has lost his way. So, yeah, what do you think? I think at some point he'll go up against Morgan like that. that there's something it's, it's just not. Yeah. clear cut that that relationship you know right. where because things like you know he he understands how things have been he's been around you know he, yeah. he, he knows what's going on and it feels like it's not necessarily you know manager employee type of uh uh, uh it's more of like a consultant i feel like you know that yeah you know i don't report to you type of thing. I'm in the corporate world so that's like where my mind went. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the it, it just doesn't feel like and a lot of the things that he has said haven't been necessarily to Ben's point like evil, <laughs> you know. They right. they they're, they're, they're not thi- and where I could I could put Morgan kind of towards that way, more towards the evil sense. Right. Where Balin is more like, "Well, you hired me so I'm just going to do the work here." You know, right. or that's that's kind of the feel I get from him. So it feels like at some point that he is going to have to make a decision whether to go with Morgan or to go with the you know with Ahsoka at some point. So that's kind of my out of out of nowhere type of theory. Yeah. And if it comes true, I'd be like, yeah, market Let's just mark it on this podcast. That's what I said. But uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, but it, but if not, you know, yeah, just just <laughs> like you said. I mean, that's the, the fun part about Star Wars is that. You know, you'll release an episode, and everybody's going to talk about one thing here and one thing there. And uh, but the the one bad thing is that when sometimes it doesn't come true, people get upset about it. And I don't agree with that part. But yeah, I, I yeah. think the uh, that's the the fun of it is to to talk about it, you know, with people. Right. And you see what other theories are out there. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the 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 Moroc stuff has been
1: just wild. It was yeah. it was all over the place. We're talking about Morgan a little bit, and I want to get to her here in a second. But like. Are there any still are there any theories about Maroc still being is is he really just is is it over? Or are the theories done? I guess, Ben, like, is, is it settled? Has has the the dust or the smoke settled? I don't know. What <laughs> the you green think? smoke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The,
3: yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess, I don't think this is something that's going to be readdressed. Uh, maybe yeah. the, the concept of like what Morocco was might be readdressed. But yeah. I think this is an intentional red herring on the part of Dave. To kind of like wave this thing in our face and like kind of get us excited and almost distracted while we're anticipating like the real threat which is the return of thrawn yeah um i don't i would be more surprised if if kind of the idea of moroc or who or what moroc actually was is readdressed in at least in season one of ahsoka
1: yeah okay uh, yeah because yeah. i mean it does seem like it's I mean, are you guys under the same impression? It's like it's he's animated, or he's brought back to life, or whatever. There's some sort of Night Sister element going on there, right? That right? he's just sort of animated by Morgan. I feel like, right? Is that yeah, the- yeah.
2: That was that was the first thing that came out of my mouth when I saw it happen. Yeah, was okay. that it was some Night Sister magic, something Morgan had done, some yeah. Death da- black magic that had happened in front of us. And you know, we haven't really gotten to this at all, but. I kind of feel bad for people who don't have the knowledge that, you know, I'm not saying like we are all knowing of everything star Wars. Right. But I can't ask like my wife, do you know what death is? You know, (laughs) she'd have no idea, you know? Right. So, so where we can enjoy it because we have all of, you know, the, the years and years of watching star Wars, whether it's animated series or any books or anything like that. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm just I know how much I'm enjoying it because it it refers back. I mean, they've gone on record saying this is season five of Rebels. Well, yeah, you know, what if you haven't watched Rebels, you know, so. Yeah, I, you right, know, I, right. So part part of me does feel bad about the people that have not consumed all of that up until this point. But right. Uh, right. But I can't think of everybody all the time. But, you know, it's, it's just it's been an enjoyable uh, experience for us.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're I, that's a good point. And one thing, though, that you said earlier, and I, I wanted to tie this back into this right here is is you mentioned how Balin might go, your theory, which we've timestamped, uh, that that he might you know, <laughs> he might go against Morgan. The way he's talking and stuff, really if you look at um, if you look at Shin and I'm going to tie this back to Moroc here and how how fans who aren't really maybe able to maybe can't get a uh, they, they don't understand that connection back to Rebels, but if they're watching this, Shin keeps saying witchcraft um, he keeps saying witchcraft, and so I'm hoping that there's enough of those right in there that they're like, even if you don't know what a night sister is or Dathomir, or like you said, because my wife same thing. What when it happened, she was like, "What happened? <laughs> what, <laughs> what what's going on?" And I was like, "Oh my!" Because our reaction is like, "What? Are you kidding me right now?" And and you see the smoke and, and it lights off all these different you know things from from previous episodes or uh, seasons of, of Rebels, but they're at least dropping enough of this. Like when Shin looks at Morgan it doesn't look friendly at all. It looks, it looks like she's sort of like I'm watching her and I've got my master's back in case she does anything. It's just, she feels like she's on guard around her. And if you watch her, the actress is absolutely, um, Ivana. Is that her name? She's killing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Kill. Her, yes. her eye gaze is intense. <laughs> you guys, I mean, she has got it. Did you guys see the picture of her? And, um, Oh, oh i I'm, I'm blanking on her name. It plays the be Natasha. Uh,
2: who, the, oh, Leo! The, the, Leo beat uh, berdoza Yes, and
1: yeah. like they, there's a picture of them kind of going around on on the internet right now. They're all like yeah. cuddled up together, smiling and stuff, and it's kind of going viral. <laughs> and it's it's great because they just sort of win at it, and now they're, you know, they posted this cute kind of their friends. You know, that, was, <laughs> that was cool. Um, but yeah, I think they're kind of gonna. I think they probably are gonna be maybe going after each other. And I think that's a. Now that you've said it like that, it. I never felt like they were in real good sort of harmony with Morgan. And they're keeping an eye on her. But he he said it today when she lit up the map, or I'm sorry, in episode four, you know, that this is witchcraft. And so it's like, I hope there's enough of those things in there for folks to kind of keep up on what's going on, even if they don't get all the super Easter eggs. I feel like, yeah, because there is a lot of stuff that there's been articles out, like what do people need to know about rebels and Ezra and all this kind of stuff? I mean, we are being rewarded greatly for having watched all of that. And I I just hope people are still able to kind of watch it and like like, okay, this is epic. There's, there's still some lightsabers, force battle, mystical right. stuff going down. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Um, to Ben here, so a couple episodes back, uh, I don't know if this is two or when this was, when they first sort of get to, is it Cetos Is that mm-hmm. the name of the planet? Yeah. Cetos yeah. yeah. When they get there, do you, or maybe it wasn't even there. Do you remember the part where Morgan was like listening and possibly trying to, using her like sister sort of magic, and she talks about Thrawn, Talking to her or speaking to her? Do you guys remember that part a little bit? Thanks. Um, yeah, I'd have to pull. I feel bad. I threw it out here on the on the fly, but was as you were talking about, I think as Joey was talking about Morgan a little bit, I started thinking, like, is she actually? How do we know that she? Like, how does she know any of this stuff is leading to Thron? That's been a little bit of a a confusion piece for me. Like, she says Thron is like speaking to her or talking to her, but it's like Ezra just took him with the purgle and. Did he have time to leave a map? Who left a map? Have you guys talked about that at all? Right. I it's like, right. I don't know. Cause it feels like it's just strange. Who would have left a map to this place? And, or is it just about the Purgle and their hyperspace lanes or something? I don't know. Well,
3: it's kind of shrouded in the secrecy of the Night Sister magic. Cause that's where Ahsoka finds the map. Um, and, and there's, Joey, you know, is it the, it's originally in the legends canon. It was the Yuzan Vong. What's the what's the new um, canonical name for the for the same group? It, basically, oh, there's the, there's the like yes 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 yes. Thank yeah. you, Grisk. Oh, the yeah, Grisk. Like, yeah. like that. This is like Grisk technology that was somehow like hidden amongst the Night Sisters. Um, oh, I don't know. I I think there's like still elements of it that we don't really right. understand fully. Yeah. Um, and again, this is another point to make as well in regards to Morgan, um, that might go perhaps not understood if you haven't had that exposure to Clone Wars. Um, that Mother Townsend was like the only other dark side force user that Sidious feared during the Clone Wars. That like truly he feared during the Clone Wars. Yep. And so, you know, what to what level like I'm not saying Morgan is as strong as Mother Townsend was in, in the Clone Wars, but you know she's as she's a she either is a night sister or she's like a descendant of the night sisters she has the ability to use night sister magic um and so all that to say there is like a powerful force at play here that we don't really understand yet right and how that plays into like the technology of the map who left the map uh, what role the night sisters had in leaving the map versus like this grisk technology potentially um there's yeah. still a lot of unknowns, unknown variables in in the uh, in the equation,
1: right? And because Joey, I just kind of ke- I forget. Like I'm, um, I had somebody send me um, a theory the other day about the map, and I was like, I have, I just bought it. I bought that she knows that this is where you go, and that's what they want from their audience is just don't think about it yet. And there's gonna be later on all these things will be kind of explained. But I thought, man, this is just a little bit, a little bit wild in terms of the yeah the technology, and then is she actually listening to Thrawn? Because I keep, I'm worried that. I just think something is not right about all of this, yeah. and it seems like, I don't know, who. it's just not going to go the way it did. It has not gone the way that I thought it was going to go, and I don't think it's going to go the way that I think it's going to go, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, which is, by the way, a connection to The Last Jedi. That was said multiple times in that uh, film as well. This is not going to go the way you think. Yeah, the way it goes, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, let me, before I get, I know I've been talking, talking to you guys for, I don't want to keep you too long or whatever. I do want to just really quickly touch on the big topic, which is the world between worlds. And anakin and like what you what you guys think because ben at the end of your guys's last episode i think you brought up some of those those things about the lightsaber and i was just listening to to, to it before you guys got in here as well the lightsaber is off right for anakin no scar de-aged and different things so i guess just you know and I'll, I'll, i i want to get both your thoughts on this but what do you guys think is actually going on like one how did she get in there and then two who pulled her in or, or, well, I guess that's part of, well, that's part of one did, was she pulled in there or not? And like, is that Anakin? Is that in, in what form is that Anakin? So just, just thoughts, I guess, for our listeners, because I've had a lot of questions on Instagram and in our, um, our email asking me kind of like, what do I like, is that actually him and not understanding? Is that a force ghost or, or what is that? And I think that's the whole point. We're all supposed to be a little bit confused here, right. but I just want to ask Ben what he, what he thinks.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, we're journeying into somewhat of unknown territory because our, our really our only exposure to the world between worlds, or at least, you know, entrance into the world between worlds, uh, like Ezra brought Ahsoka there, like we saw how Ahsoka got there the first time she went to the world between worlds. And this time, it's just kind of like she wakes up after falling off a cliff and you're like, wait, uh, wait, hold on a minute. How did this happen? So there's a little bit of uncertainty in that regard. And then as you alluded to, we're not sure if. Anakin was the one that brought her there Um, if I was hypothesizing I would I don't think this is actually Anakin Mm -hmm. um I think there are too many um both covert and overt things that happen in that last 20 seconds of the episode that lead me to that conclusion um I would say a few of them are the things you mentioned like like people noticing like uh, they thought there were reports and I, I would have to watch it again and look more closely to know if this is true that his hilt was the Vader hilt and not the Anakin hilt, um, yeah, of course yeah. the scar being the really big one. Right. I saw one about his hand not being something about his hand. There's all these like weird <laughs> things that people notice at the end of the episode that are all more like covert things. But I would say the the biggest example of why I don't think it's actually Anakin is the overt thing that happens when there's nothing visually even going on the screen and the subtitles say, you know, Vader music or whatever, it, you I- know. <laughs> Oh, do you, by the way, do you watch with subtitles?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. yeah. I, uh, yeah because my, my my wife is, uh. so again, German, uh, English is her second language, and so we got to right. have the subtitles. And actually, I don't think I'll ever go back because there are so many little things and clues that I'm like, oh, yeah, so much nicer. I can, like, read the dial. It's great. So, yeah. Yes, it's yeah, great just... for
3: stuff like music and especially great for planet names. Yeah. When they're like, you're like, what planet was that? And just seeing it in text, you're like, oh, that's where we are, you know? Right, right, um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, I I don't think this is actually Anakin, if I was <laughs> guessing. Of course, I guess yeah. no one really knows for sure. Um, I would like to think that at the beginning, or at least some point in the next episode, we get a peek into, like, different portals in the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a pretty big theory going around before the show even came out that we're going to see like, Order 66 era stuff from a different perspective. Oh, yeah. Or, like, yeah, yeah. how it would have turned out if Anakin, like, wouldn't have chopped off Mace Windu's arm and Right. Uh, right. You know. Oh, wow. So, I I mean, that's that's a I don't that's kind of out there. I don't know if that's actually the direction they're going to go. But yeah. some part of me wants to see Anakin, like, lead her around the world between worlds. Be like, look at this portal. See how it could have been. Look at this portal. You know. And then, yeah, I think at the end of that conversation, Ahsoka will like somehow come to the realization that like you're not really Anakin. And that yep. there will be this like pseudo conflict between right. Fake, fake Anakin and Ahsoka as well at the end of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Joey thoughts just on the role between worlds. What are you thinking? Um, I guess even, yeah, just our first reaction that you had when that happened. I thought a circle was, I, I didn't think she, you know, had died, but I was like, where'd she go? I mean, so right. Yeah. thoughts on
2: that. I think, I think the Anakin that we're seeing is old, old man Smithers from the museum and <laughs> okay. he's going to take off his mask and he's going to say, I would have oh, gotten away my- with it. If it wasn't for you meddling kids. You I know, appreciate I the Scooby Doo <laughs> reference so much, Joey. <laughs> good. That, yeah, that was that was direct from the. Uh, wasn't there a Mandalorian episode that was basically that? Right? With, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, Christopher Lo- Christopher Lloyd wasn't in that one. Right. Now, um. So I'm I'm kind of I am on the fence with where I am. Where you know who, what Anakin is. Part of me wants to go to the parallel universe type of idea. You know, where this is Anakin from another time where if kind of what you were saying, if Order 66 doesn't happen, he doesn't, you know, he he doesn't make the decisions he makes. This is so I, I kind of like that, that thought yeah. and where he doesn't where maybe this doesn't exist in this particular Star Wars timeline. This is a possibility. This is what could have happened because you saw up until this point, Ahsoka has been very and I don't really like the word stoic, but I it kind of sets you know who who she is really in this uh in this series but w- the moment he she hears anakin's voice a complete change in her demeanor the way she is and it it touches her to her heart you know right. so and and she calls him master just like what we saw in in the clone wars yep. you know and yep. that's all on purpose you know to that that she is directed that way to to have those remember all of the things that and because at this point she has already fought vader you know this ahsoka Mm -hmm. that we hear at this point knows that anakin has turned knows that it was vader (laughs) excuse me and right we do know that she does she does know it's vader at this point right yeah yeah you're right and what we don't know
3: though is like to what level of knowledge does she have about vader's uh like turning at the time of his death like back to the Mm -hmm. light side I mean, I guess we can assume maybe she had that conversation with Luke. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Oh, a good yeah. point.
2: Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> might tell her, like, "Hey, yeah. by the way, your master—he actually was good at the very end." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took a while to take off his helmet, but you know, we're good. Yeah. Right. And he aged a lot, though. You should—you should have seen how he looked. Yeah, lived. yeah. But, um... <laughs> I really give a cut up with him. <laughs> uh. So yeah, and and to, you know, I I agree. She didn't die. I I agree. I think she was pulled in. Okay, but I, part of me is wondering if it's like the force pulling her in, something mm. not a person, not something, mm-hmm. but the force felt it it needed to intervene. This yeah. is this yeah. is this is where you need to be right now. Now I don't know if that's how the force works. I you know this is where you put in the uh, Han Solo clip. That's not how the force works. You know, but <laughs> right, right. um, but if if that is a possibility, maybe that's what actually pulls her into the war between the world between worlds. Right. You know, so I, th- for whatever reason, she is meant to be there, just like Ezra was meant to be there when she, when he pulled out Ahsoka the first time. And I, I think that that's, that's where I am with this. And part of me, I don't really go on too many theories. I don't, you know, I try not to jump into it. I like going right. for the ride. I like to, to see what unfolds in, in front of me. Right. And not so much that I'm worried that my theory won't go through, but, sometimes I just don't have time to really think about it all because, you know, there, you know, you can, you can get into a, a deep rabbit hole on oh. YouTube. I, I think my friend Ben might know about the rabbit holes on YouTube. <laughs> um, But I think, the, I think that there is, there's is a, there's obviously a huge reason why she was in there. Is it for a tour of to see like, this, this is what, this is how you can use the world between worlds. Yeah. But don't necessarily. And, you know, even in rebels when she was in there with Ezra, When Ezra wanted to go into the portal with uh, where Kanan had died, you know, and, you know, she she knew that it wasn't right. So, you know, she has even though she had never been in there before that, she knew that it was not a place to make changes necessarily. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what what's going to happen here, because this is now her second time there. And so she knows that, you know, maybe in the time that she's been in there the last time, she understands kind of just the force in general a little bit more. And she'll understand, you know, what she can do, what she should and should not do in there. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad
1: you mentioned too that you're uh, a guy who likes to just go along for the ride, because that actually I was about to share what I thought. I mean, a, a theory that I, you know, because Ben, if you have you seen, you probably I don't know, do either one of you guys? So Joey doesn't dabble in, in the theories too much, and it's just along for the ride for or what. But Ben, do you ever throughout the week look around and see what people are speculating about? Too much, <laughs> too much. Me too. I, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't like soil anything for me. That I'm sort of like, oh man, that's crazy. You know, that's a crazy thought. So I don't want to, I don't want to say anything more about things that I've, I've looked into because I'm like, Joey is along for the ride and I want him to, I want him to have a good ride because it's like you could go nuts with this world between world <laughs> stuff and the things that could happen because it just opens up so many, right? I mean, literally portals and gateways and things to, to stuff. So which is fun. It's fun to think about all the things that could happen there. But, I think right now, just talking about like how did, she was pulled in there by the force. And Joe, you said the um, you mentioned you know, the the Joe console. I mean, this is not how the force works, but the force awakens in Ray, like you said. The force is this actor that does awaken in Ray. And so I thought the same thing too. And I was talking to to Lottie, my wife. She was like, "Did she fall into it? Is the force activated because of all of the witchcraft going on there, or something? Is this a weak point where she just entered accidentally, or the force pulled her in? I don't know, but." Anyways, yeah, Ben. I back to the theories and stuff. I don't, because I, I don't want to spoil anything for Joey. But have have you read anything that's been absolutely wild out there that you're thinking uh, might
3: happen? I I tend to like to read them on Twitter because I know if I read them on Reddit, they'll be like way too deep and perhaps way too accurate. And so, yeah. like on, on some yeah. level, I do relate to what what Joey's saying. Like I try to avoid like the super in-depth stuff where i'm like wow that might actually come true you know (laughs) because i do i do at some level want it to be a surprise but i I think you know i can't help but look at it and say well what happens if this you know what happens if that right um right it's for me personally i I think it's kind of fun to speculate and not let that affect the way however the show turns out or whatever direction it goes uh i feel Mm. about it you
1: know.
2: yeah that's good that's good i'll give and i'll give you an example of you you mentioned Twitter, Ben, so I have to mention this particular uh, story. <laughs> this is so, this is not that bad. It, it was at the time it was a not, kind of a
3: bad spoiler, but you, go ahead, yeah,
2: yeah. So so it wasn't even a theory, you know. So when Mandal it was Mandalorian, right? That's where that's where that happened, right? Uh,
3: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mando, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Mando season three, yeah, Mando season three, yeah. Was- so I'd been very good about just not seeing spoilers or leaks or anything like that, or even theories, right? And I happened to just go on Twitter. It was probably the morning after an episode had released, and or no, it was. I think it was after we recorded an episode of the podcast, and uh, I just happened to like open Twitter or something like that, and somebody had leaked the pictures of Zeb being in the next episode of uh of the Mandalorian, and of course that's not like a huge plot point. That's not anything that's that's very you know groundbreaking or shattering for the plot line but i was so upset when i saw it because i I wanted to i wanted to experience that you know i wanted to experience that you know watching it and be like oh so then i told ben right away i'm like do not go on twitter there are pictures there that you know that are from the next episode and so make sure you don't and you know ben thought it was going to be this huge like you know uh like this is Snoke or something like that, you know, something, yeah. something crazy, <laughs> yeah. something the fa- crazy. The follow up to that is I'm waiting the whole episode for like what's
3: the thing that Joey said was a big spoiler, and then I see Zeb and I'm like, was was that the thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man, that would have I if I would have saw that too ahead of time, that would have been like, oh man, I you know like now yeah. I now know it's coming. Been cool to see online. You're like, I want to see that when it lands. Yeah, and so that's actually where I, I'm actually even like mid-show. I was like, you know what? I'm realizing that Joey is not a guy who speculates a whole lot too much. And I was just like, <laughs> I might not want to tone down my speculate. Cause sometimes if you throw enough darts out there, you hit something sure. and you're right. like, oh, okay, cool. That was, that was fun. And I just, I kind of, um, with some of the other teachers at work, we, we just get in there, like, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen next? And that's sort of what the the hangout aspect of, of of it is. Nobody's gone and looked up leaks. That's where I get kind of like, oh man, if you mm-hmm. looked up leaks and now you're sending me transmissions or emails about it, I'm like, come on, that's right, not. right. So I I like kind of once I start to feel like I sense it in the force. If right. there's a leak in my inbox, I'm like, no no, we're not, <laughs> we're not going there. And that's so, the
2: part about Twitter is like you you have no idea right what, what what's a leak what's a theory you know when you're when you're scrolling down you just have no idea what you're about to get into right right yeah it's wild um i don't i
1: don't want to keep you guys too much longer because i've been i feel like I've, I've talked your ear off and you guys it's you know i i don't i i the last episode you guys were talking about being an hour and 14 minutes and i was like that was you would stretched yourself so i feel like i've kept you way too long here but i just want to ask real quickly as we go out of here Is there any hope of seeing or not hope, I should say? Like what actually, yeah, no hope. I don't think we're gonna see him at all. I don't hope to see him here, but what do you guys what is Luke Skywalker doing at this time? Is 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 he just um his laundry? His laundry, right? I mean (laughs) is somebody doing is he still just did any other students show I mean Grogu's gone, right? right? So Grogu is back wherever and he's just out there. Is he meditating? Is he on Tython? Is he like trying to like connect to other, other folks? I don't know, I just thought of Funny
2: one. Any any hopes for Luke Skywalker? Ben?
3: He's off drinking some blue milk somewhere. Bless I hope I hope. Yeah, I think is.
2: he's I think he's on Dagobah trying to get all the um He's just cleaning up whatever Yoda left behind, you know. He just oh, maybe he's per- maybe he's perfecting his
1: root stew, like you know, uh, recipe <laughs> right. over there with like he's getting the right roots from from Dagobar or something. But On a... I just think it's kind of it's funny. It's like where is he at? You know, he's just. I mean, I know where he's at, but it's just right. And this all happened right away because I saw some people like wouldn't Luke show up here or whatever. It's like guys, Luke Skywalker is starting an academy. He is out somewhere else. Like leave him alone, okay? We will get to him. This is a Soka story, but. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that
3: I I think it's more likely we see him probably in the second season of this show. Yeah. Um, But I don't, I don't think it would like, I mean, it would certainly surprise me if we see him in the first season and I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the end of Mando season two for a lot of, especially like fans who have come into, you know, the star Wars fandom, like in recent years, the end of Mando season two is one of the most exciting moments in recent history. Yeah. Um, And so to like, kind of relive that if he were to come back for, Ahsoka as well would be would be pretty neat. If I had to guess, though, to go back to the speculating thing, (laughs) yeah, um, I don't, I don't think we'll probably see him in season one, but I would hope we see him at some point in the Ahsoka show. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. and you can't necessarily go back to the well when it comes to Luke Skywalker. I mean, when he came, when he, an end of Man Mando season two, he just came out of nowhere and it was great. You know. And it would almost cheapen that if you're like, oh, by the way, here he is again. You know, yes, <laughs> you know? Right, right. So you almost don't want to keep going back to that. And I don't think Dave would. I don't think Dave would necessarily... no. Dave is so immersed here in this particular time. Um, I mean, he's gonna make a movie you know eventually yeah. about you know uh, in this uh, time era as well. So I don't think you necessarily even want him to be a part of this. I mean if if he doesn't show up at all in any of the Ahsoka you know seasons, right. That that's honestly probably better. One of the things about the sequel trilogy that I feel like they could have done better about was the use of the leg like, the, what they called the legacy actors. Yeah. You know, Carrie, you know, uh, Harrison and right. and um Mark Mark right. Hamill. Yeah. So because it's just you want I I wanted that to be almost a separate thing. I, I you know now that I understand the Skywalker saga, okay, makes more sense yeah. that you, you yeah. include them. But if that would have been more of just like here's a new era of Star Wars, you know, yeah, you know, we when Luke was more of a legend, you know all the stories, things like that. I feel like if they would have used them in that way and not had them in you know interlaid so much right. with the story, maybe it would have been better received. If you throw Luke more into like something like the Ahsoka series, I feel like you, you, you run that same risk. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because I, I thought the same thing
1: too. And it's, you know, Disney, their first thing, right. Mm -hmm. They, they just acquire it and they just decide that we're going to get these guys in there. And, um, but you're right. Yeah. The, the legacy characters, yeah, you don't want to overdo that and you want to make sure it would have been cool if like Ray and Finn were just out there on the, it was a whole new, and that's what seems like they're setting Mm -hmm. up now. Um, but I, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he'll be in it either. I just kind of thought, you know, I'm I'm always thinking about I'm always wondering where he's at yeah. and what he's doing. Like where's Leia? Where's Han? Where are they? Yeah.
2: I mean, they, you know, like I said, if he's getting ready for the academy, you know, he's got to get permits. You know, he's that, probably right. gotta, you know, he's <laughs> he's got to get construction yeah. workers and, you know, so he's probably there's a lot of administrative work that really has to go yeah, well, behind the scenes there.
1: Where is that plant? Is he in the jurisdiction? Did he go outside of New Republic territory? But like where is? I want to yeah. know where he's at. Like it's if- <laughs> Right, yeah operating out there on his own or something which is a little shady but anyway okay well uh guys thanks so much i just had a bunch of you know i we we do our initial just sort of like boom we get it out we kind of what so we kind of what you guys do we walk through the episode and 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 what do we think point by point but i still had all these different questions that i just wanted to you know chat with you guys about and see see what you thought in terms of characters where they're going the the writing i would just encourage everybody to keep paying attention to to that this next episode you guys said i think i heard this on your thing there, uh, I heard it this morning on the way to work. You guys were talking about the theater thing. They'll be dropping this in the theater for certain. Yeah. I mean, what do you, would you say, ten theaters or something like that? So yeah, it's ten or twelve theaters it,
3: across but... the country. They're debuting it an hour earlier than it actually comes out on Disney Plus. So wow. uh, for anyone out there who's watching Ahsoka and you know you watch it right when it comes out, uh, stay off social media for the hour before the show because yeah. you might see some spoilers. Yeah, it's it's done.
1: Crazy that's yeah it's, it's in chicago right they've got one in chicago joey's done. yeah there there is one there but they were sold out by the sold time out. i looked at the uh looked at the site because that would be an experience i mean if it were near yeah. me i would i would definitely have considered it but yeah well um hey thank you guys so much though for coming on i know i i took up a lot of your time i just I, this was fun for me and i hope you guys had a good time i i i really do enjoy your guys's vibe over there and i'm i'm happy for you guys it's like a year coming up on your, your one year anniversary and uh since i've been listening for the last i think it's about the past four how long we've we been talking was it, was it before ahsoka that i reached out to you or right around uh like
2: around yeah just bef- maybe just before that sounds about right yeah
1: because i think i i just got back from like germany i was out with my my wife or family's uh for our, our summer vacation and i came back and i think i was actually over there when i found you guys and i was like okay this an interesting who, who are these guys and then so uh started listening really went to youtube and then checked you out and i just think have a great product, so you guys go check them out. Where, where, uh, what are the handles again? There, Ben, maybe just uh, for folks sure. listening here, and I'll, I'll put links down in the description too.
3: Yeah, so we do uh, video and audio format of the podcast. The video, you can find it at youtubecom slash Hangout, and you can find the audio format anywhere you get your podcast, including Spotify and Apple, and anywhere anywhere else you may listen to pods. Um, again, that's Hoth Hangout on on that pla- those platforms as well. And then we've got uh, just at Hoth Hangout on the socials like uh, TikTok and Instagram and X now. Yeah. And then uh, we've got a, a Gmail too that if anyone ever wanted to send us any Star Wars related questions, it's just hot hangout at
1: gmail.com. So uh, I, lo- yeah. I love you got that Hoth hangout though at gmail.com and no one out, like there was no no one had like snuck in there because whenever you're making a project, you always try mm-hmm. to make a, is it the handle free or whatever and
2: that one i was like wow there's no numbers or nothing so. i was surprised we actually got hoth as well i was yeah. super surprised that yeah. we actually got that oh my that's amazing guys <laughs> like yeah. on to that just geez
1: website coming soon <laughs> yeah right i hope so it, it, last question for you guys about like your podcast where do you after ahsoka's over do you what do you guys um what's your just for our listeners in case they're interested because i know they listen to a lot of star wars podcasts. What do you guys, um, what's your format kind of like when you get beyond, do you just kind of pick a topic and then discuss it or, or or what's the format sort of like for after a soak or after you're doing a rewatch? Joey is definitely the more organized of the two
3: of us. And so, uh, he'll create like this structured show notes. And typically we have one that's like a monthly one, uh, that, that Joey does. And so we'll kind of, uh, have a, a brief meeting, Joey, Gibbo and myself, and we'll kind of about our next four episodes usually at least that's how we were structuring it before ahsoka started yeah um and and our ideas kind of like bounce all over the place you know we've had episodes joey mentioned this i think at the beginning of this episode but um, where we do like drafts so we've done like a jedi draft a sith draft i think we might do a bounty hunter draft at some point in the future Um, we do episodes where we have like rankings like with movies and uh, we did a rankings episode i think with the visions episode too a while back and um, basically if there's a show out that's kind of like our primary focus is talking about the show but in the in-between segments we kind of fill it with other stuff we find might be interesting and um, we did an episode recently i think as well on the comics which we had been wanting to do for a while and finally got to do that so that was fun as well
1: man yeah i like it that's cool because i went to the youtube and you can see a lot of that stuff uh there just in the, the rankings were, were what drew my attention and i thought okay this is and you guys go at it it's a good 50 minutes one of them I was, I was watching to an hour where they're going back and forth on this so uh highly <laughs> highly recommend to uh, check that out and i'm gonna i'm gonna go do a little research too so that way i can maybe might be sending you guys a transmission on my own sort of saying like what i i almost joey since you won earlier this morning when i saw siphonius up there i was like, I, I, I i reconsidered for us like i was like who hold on i gotta get to know these guys a little bit what who, who are we bringing on here no, i'm just kidding
2: but no, no I, like you know like we like you mentioned we like to have fun. And, you yeah. know, Star Wars is supposed to be fun, you know, so if if I throw Amen. in a little bit of a joke in there and, you know, that's that's kind of where I, I set. I mean, Ben is very much between the two of us, more of the historian, I would call where he, you know, he gets a lot more information. He will do the deep dive into YouTube and, you know, other other places. But I'm just more I'm like kind of what I mentioned earlier. I'm like, I'm just here for the ride. So if if you guys you know if we want to talk about star wars i'll talk about it i'll and i'll just throw a sifo ds reference in there just 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 because just love for people
1: <laughs> oh i love it i that's it it's a name i've i've not heard in a long long time guys i, I don't drop the sifo ds very often so it's definitely made me chuckle and i love those things it's like what i loved about the mandalorian they're bringing in like all these old droids and different stuff mm-hmm. it's freaking great star wars is, you're right it's fun it's just fun to be kind of you know loose with it and have fun and and to see where it goes. Enjoy the ride. So right. All right. Well, uh, again, thank you guys so much. Really, cannot thank you enough for for doing this with me. It's just been a lot of fun, and uh, I would love to have you back in the future. If you guys ever want to come back on, just hit me up. Let me know. I know our listeners uh, would love to um, to have you here. And and my, to to those listening right now, get when you get a chance when you get off this episode, head over Hoth Hangout, give them a five star, tell them where you came from, tell them you heard this episode, and get after it, friends. Because uh, I think they're. I'm looking forward to many more years uh, of you guys podcasting. Cause I am, I'm a true listener now. I'd like, I I'm locked in, man. You guys got me. So thanks all for right. having us Ezra. Yeah. It was yeah. A lot of fun. Appreciate it. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, all right, friends. Hey, uh, we'll be back again next week. Lottie and I will come back with our quick little reaction. And I think we got another uh, guest coming on. We might have our, our old friend Cameron back on before we get another collaboration. Swish and flick will be on after that. And I got a few more lined up uh, magic with Michaela and things. So, just be on the lookout. We kind of do those on Friday or Thursday and, uh, you yeah, look, know, look for that in the future, but thanks everyone for listening. I will be back with more. And as always, may the force be with you. Saipo Diaz. Saipo